I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The Fan. WFAN. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 202 here on The Fan. Chris Lepresti in for Chris McMonagle on a, what is it, Tuesday morning, I think, at 877-337-6666. This is one of those times of the year, especially uh, in this business when you're a part-timer, freelancer, so on and so forth. The days, the hours, the weeks, all of it just kind of blends together on the march to Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Next thing you know, Christmas will be here. It'll be, hey, happy 2024. So I get to sit with you guys for the next three hours up until five. Alan Jerry with your Tuesday warm-up show. Then you heard from Pat Boyle already. He's got the updates here throughout the course of the overnight. you got Mike Flegelman on the other side of the glass. And again, you guys on the phones at 877-337-6666. Usually I'm a big, hey, let me promote the show on Twitter guy. But this was more of a, let me make sure my, you know, what's in the chair in time for the uh, the open to hit there. So if you want to hit me up on Twitter, CeeLo Presti, WFAN, sorry, X. I haven't, that's one I'm never going to get used to. You know, calling it X versus Twitter. It's Twitter, let's be honest. Okay, so let's just get that out of the way. But I am available there. If you're not someone that likes to uh, call up and chat on the air, you can hit me up with a tweet. We can address it that way. Whatever we need to do to get you from now until 5 a.m. Uh, throughout the Tuesday morning overnight here. All right, well, look, the deed is done. I would say the Zach Wilson error is over with the Jets. But haven't we said that before where we thought we had seen the last of him? And then, oh, wait, no, we didn't. So... I was. I think this was what quarterback change number six in the Robert Sala era. Some due to injury, other due to a coach's decision. So yeah, I think we feel like this is the last straw and probably a move that should have been made a few weeks ago. Now some Jet fans would tell you, you know, months ago, and I, and I do understand that. But I also think we're about to find out just how little the Jets believe in the likes of Tim Boyle or Trevor Simeon. I mean. It's been so bad with Zach Wilson for so long now, and the offense has been so inept that if they had any sort of belief in the guys behind them, I think that they would have pulled that trigger. And I do understand the theory or the whatever you want to call it, conspiracy theory, or maybe the likelihood that Woody Johnson's behind all of this and that he's really the one pulling the strings and making the decisions. But the bottom line is if that's the case, they finally went to him and got the approval to make this move. So, and on a short week. And I get it. It's only a couple of days. It's not you're not talking Thursday night. You're talking Friday game. You are talking about a backup quarterback in Tim Boyle that's been with the team since training camp. Personally, if it was up to me, 
Uh, I would have run Trevor Simeon out there because at least as far as NFL track record goes and things accomplished on the football field, not to say he's the second coming or anything like that, but he has started quite a few games and actually you know, won some ball games along the way, thrown some touchdown passes. You just heard Pat give the Tim Boyle statistics there. Yes, small sample size, you a know, handful of starts for the Lions a couple years ago uh, in a bad situation in Detroit before they got things turned around. Uh, the numbers do not exactly leave a lot to be desired. And he's part of the group of Aaron Rodgers. I call them the Aaron Rodgers cronies. So he's on the list. Sort of the caddy for Rodgers these what, last couple of years in Green Bay. So seems like a good guy. Thought he handled himself well in the uh, post-game press conference the other night in Buffalo. Nice things to say about Zach Wilson. Team seems to like him. All those good things. Um, but I don't think that this is exactly going to light a fire under this Nathaniel Hackett offense. Now... You could take it from the standpoint of how much worse can it get. And I do agree with that. I do subscribe to that theory. And just for the sake of maybe the team can rally around this guy for a little bit, for a couple of weeks, kind of the way they did with Zach Wilson early on in the season, right? Because the you know nobody expected Aaron Rodgers to go down in the first couple of plays of the game. And all of a sudden here was Zach Wilson who thought, okay, it's gonna be and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to sit here on the sidelines with my clipboard, my baseball hat on. I'm going to watch Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer, do his thing. And he's going to tutor me throughout the course of the week at practice. And I'm going to I'm going to learn. And maybe somewhere down the road I'll get another chance. And all of a sudden, bang, thrust in there right out of the gate against Buffalo. Week one, second offensive or really first offensive series. And it's just a, sh- it's a shock and awe. And I thought for a while the Jets kind of held it together. And they were finding ways to win games or stay competitive in spite of the quarterback play. And they, hey, he's got the right attitude and, you know, we've got his back, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, and you could see that start to dwindle and wear away as time went on. And really since the Kansas City game, yes, they won in Denver. Yes, they beat the Eagles. I think we, any of us that watch those games know that that was probably less about what Zach Wilson did, more about what the likes of Brees Hall and the Jet defense did. And it's week after week after week, opportunity knocks, and there's just nothing there. To the point where you basically had no confidence that the Jet offense was going to be able to move the football and get into the end zone. And when they did, it was celebrated like, you know, they they made the playoffs or won the Super Bowl. That's the level of ineptitude that we've reached. And by the way, the other aspect of this And this is where it's going to get exposed if it is indeed the case. Because they're going to make this switch now. And you're going to get Tim Boyle against the Dolphins and the Vic Fangio defense on Friday afternoon after you. we all stuff our faces and have the post-Thanksgiving hangover. You're going to get your little 3 o'clock start at MetLife Stadium, which is unusual as well. And we're going to find out how much has been Zach Wilson and how much has been the ineptitude of this offense beyond really two players in Garrett Wilson, and in Brees Hall. And you can see the frustration mounting for both of those guys over the course of the last few weeks. And you've seen it trickle down into Garrett Wilson's play. And I touched on this eight days ago when I last hosted uh, Sunday into Monday coming out of the Week 10 game. How I could see the stress on the face and in the body of Garrett Wilson every time he was touching the football now, where he finally got the ball in his hands, it's like, man, i got to find a way to do something extraordinary and make a play here, and I felt like that was actually working against him. And you saw that really show up in the game against the Bills the other night. Drop pass, lost fumble, outward frustration, which we've seen from him in the past, and I think just feeling like the weight of the world and that he's got to do more (laughs) than he's already trying to do. 
So maybe you get to kind of hit the reset button on that a little bit. But it feels also like the Jets are kind of just delaying the inevitable here a little bit. And week after week, when Aaron Rodgers is going on the McAfee show or the Jets are playing a primetime game and he's he's given information to, you know, the likes of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman or uh, Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth, whether on NBC or ESPN, and, hey, the sideline reporter, I spoke to Aaron Rodgers this week and here's what he's hoping for. And Jake Glazer over the weekend, he's trying to come back to practice early December. And then you're looking at maybe he's going to come back for the uh, the Christmas Eve game and... I mean, at some point, as these losses pile up and the Jets fall further and further in the standings and out of playoff contention, the miracle that would be Aaron Rodgers making it back this year, they're going to need even more than that just for it to even be a realistic option or something that you would even want to consider. And I appreciate the desire to get back and the bravado, you want to call it ego, whatever you want to call it. And there's been a lot of things said about Aaron Rodgers, his personality, his mindset. I know it's turned some people off and they feel like it's a selfish thing. I mean, I see a guy right now that's doing everything in his power to get back on the football field. Yeah, some of it's for himself, but I think a lot of it's for his team as well, for his guy Nathaniel Hackett and for the Jet organization that put all their eggs in his basket. But if it's really going to be the same situation next year where they're going to want to run it back with Aaron Rodgers and they're going to have to find a they're going to have to find a way to protect him from himself because you're coming back in December and if you have some sort of major re-injury you're going to potentially impact next season as well. So I get it if the Jets were really in contention and they were just a you know a win out of the a playoff spot or you really felt good about this offense or that they could really kick things in gear here down the stretch and you want to get him back out there and take your shot I do understand that. But the further and further we slip here, the mountain becomes a much larger one to climb. So I think we're gonna we're gonna find out where this team is at coming up on Friday. And I know that the schedule softens up after that, but they are gonna face. I'm not. I'm less even worried about what the Dolphins are gonna do offensively in this game because we've seen them struggle against some good defenses. And I'll say good teams, not that the Jets are that, but they certainly can present as a good team on the defensive side of the ball. A Dolphins team that just came out of their bye at home against the Raiders and, you know, struggled with Las Vegas, scored 21 points. You know, I could see them coming in here and having a hard time against the Jets Friday, but it's a question of how much can their offense actually do? Like, what is the, what is the minimum expectation? What is the baseline that this Jet offense needs in order to remain competitive? Because they weren't getting that with Zach Wilson. Right For a while, it was, okay, let's just manage the game, see if we can score a couple of touchdowns, keep it, keep us in it long enough, see if the defense can make a play, and we're going to win that way. Well, that didn't work. Didn't work. Third down issues, red zone issues, touchdown issues, where you know, you're talking about 12 points or less in any given game. And, and, and I'm going to go back to this, not to, not to beat a dead horse, but you know the Jets coming out of the bye – and the win against the Eagles, back-to-back win, Denver, and the surprising win over the Eagles. They go into the bye, and come out of the bye, okay, here we go, we're going to build off that momentum, and it was just such a, I'm I'm not going to use the, I'll say it once, then we'll put it aside. I'm not going to say same old Jets, but it's just the classic Jets spot. And I saw it time and time again when I used to cover the team. I've seen it in years that have followed. When they finally get... A little bit of something cooking, a little bit of prosperity. You get a little taste, and you think for a second, okay, they got something here. Maybe they're headed places. Maybe they're going to really get this thing turned around. 
Maybe they're going to really be a legit, I won't say force, but threat, contender in the AFC, or heck, the AFC East. And everything's going in the right direction, and they come out and they lay an egg. And that's really what they've done since they come out of that bye week. And if not for Tyrod Taylor getting hurt and Brian Dable deciding on that day about a month ago or so at MetLife Stadium in the crappy weather that he had no interest in throwing the football with Tommy DeVito at the time, you're staring at the Jets being winless since the bye week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Can't keep going out scoring 12 points or less and failing to reach the end zone time and time again. I mean, that is not the NFL in 2023. And I'm not breaking any news with that. And when you look at and you mean you combine the two teams in this city up until Tommy DeVito and the Giants put a hurting on the Commanders just a few days ago, uh, I mean it is a massive struggle. And the, the, these two teams combined are turning back the clock, you know, some fifteen, twenty, upwards of thirty years the way they're playing offensive football. It's not sustainable. I don't care how good the Jet defense is, and I think you finally saw. You know, the straw that broke the camel's back in Buffalo the other night. And I look, I didn't like the Jets in that spot even before the Bills had their drama with firing Ken Dorsey after they lost at home to Denver uh, last week. And all the offensive issues they're having, Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, turnovers, offensive inefficiency, all of that. And with the Jets going up there, Buffalo looking for payback and revenge after just a hideous week one loss for them at MetLife Stadium where, you know, the Jets gave them every opportunity to win that game and they couldn't put it away. So, not that I love their chances or anything like that, but, I mean, the the, the Jet defense was due to have a game where some things went against them. And and early on, you know, they were still they were still kind of hold, holding their team in there the way that they always do. They're not the 85 Bears. They're not the 2000 Ravens. We accept that, but there's a lot of good things that they do. Getting after the quarterback... In the past defense game, up until that Sauce Gardner misplay against uh, Shakir, who took it 81 yards to the house for Buffalo. But you can't operate with that slim margin for error week after week after week after week. I mean, at some point, the pressure is going to break the will of the defensive unit. And when they look across the or down the sideline to the offensive unit, and even at times the special teams unit, and feeling like there's just no support there, or, hey, we're going to have to turn around and go back on the field in just a couple of plays here because our offense is about to go three and out again and punt the, ball, punt the football away. Or they're going to turn it over, and now we're going to play defense on a short field. I mean, hell, that happens right, at, right out of the gate, the opening kickoff. 
Xavier Gibson. I mean, they just find ways, and Robert Sauer uses this phrase over and over again, and he's not wrong. Shoot themselves in the foot, self-inflicted errors, all those things. So at some point, you got to lay all of that at the feet of the quarterback. He was not lifting up this offense in any way, shape, or form. This was not a small sample size situation now. I understand it was not three full seasons for Zach Wilson. There were ins and outs, injuries, benchings. It has not been a straight-line approach from day one until now. But we've seen enough to know this was not working. And yes, there are a lot of factors that contribute to that. I happened to be in the car driving around for a while today, caught a lot of the afternoon show with Evan and Tiki and Marash and Lugauer, and I thought Tiki passionately said it best about, hey, I watched Zach Wilson in college, and he was a damn good player. And he came to New York, and it chewed him up, and hasn't even spit him yet, spit, spit him out yet. It's still chewing him up, chewing him around before it finally disposes of him. And he's not the first guy that's had that happen. So we can talk all night about where it went wrong, if it was the wrong pick. I mean, obviously, it's easy to say that now, but at the time, if you knew it, if Joe Douglas should have known it, how long ago Woody Johnson should have known it, what sort of responsibility Robert Sala shares in that, and that's another factor, because that got some attention, what Robert Sala said on Monday when asked about, well, looking back, was there anything maybe you guys could have done different from a pre-draft process? And he said something along the lines of, well, I have my... My thoughts on it, I've communicated that to Joe, as in Douglas, and I'm uh, I'm not going to discuss it here. And I know that 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 raised a lot of eyebrows. And, oh, it's, he's throwing Douglas under the bus. They're not on the same page, this, that, and the other thing. I would just say this. A couple of things, and then we'll t- step aside, take our first break of the show, and give us a call at 877-337-6666. Two things on that. So we're going to now paint this Robert Sala against Joe Douglas thing, right? Line in the sand, okay, not on the same page, some sort of fracture there, Sala wasn't on board, so on and so forth. We're going to try and deduce all of that from just one line in one press conference. But with with a head coach, by the way, that has showed us some inconsistencies with what he says to the media week in and week out. So we, we like to read into these things, and I get it. I like to do it too because it's all we have to go off of because we don't know these guys behind the scenes and privately, and a lot of us don't really know what's actually going on. But this is the same Robert Sala that – was sprinting off the field, what, five weeks ago, and jumping, leaping into the arms of his general manager, Joe Douglas, after they beat the Eagles. Same guy. So if there's really such a disconnect and a souring relationship there, you tell me all that took place over the course of the last four to five weeks with this young quarterback? I don't think so. That's number one. Number two is this, and the Jets have run into this time and time and time again in this never-ending search to find the answer at quarterback as far as a franchise quarterback and a young player that they've drafted and attempting to develop that player and have that player be a long-term answer or at least option. Rex Ryan, defensive head coach. Todd Bowles, defensive head coach. Robert Sala, defensive head coach. And, of course, the one offensive-minded coach they brought in here was such a disaster that the man basically hasn't been heard from since he got fired by the Jets, that, of course, being Adam Gase. All right? So, from Robert Sala's standpoint, uh, you know he has his thoughts on it. Okay, his thoughts are probably, hey, give me somebody decent, competent, and I'll let my defense do the rest. And in this case, they didn't even have that. So, I mean, what exactly do we want Robert Sala to do as far as the quarterback is concerned, Zach Wilson? Like, you know, he's, he's not going to sit up there and pontificate about 
well, he's got to do this, that, and the other thing. His mechanics got to get better. We got to do this off. I mean, that's not his area of expertise. He's a defensive head coach. That's where the offensive staff comes into play. And who do the Jets have in place to run the to, to coordinate their offense? We know. It's Nathaniel Hackett, and the only reason he's here is because of Aaron Rodgers, who's not on the field. So where along the way exactly this year were we going to see this sort of you know development of Zach Wilson and taking the next step, moving things forward, getting the best out of him? It was never designed for that to happen. So the one thing that we, I think, can go back and look at, hindsight being 2020, of course, was the way that they handled and addressed the backup quarterback spot throughout the course of the offseason. None of us envisioned Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles on play four. Now you could say, hey, he's approaching 40. He's been banged up the last couple of years with the Packers. At some point he might go down. We want to have somebody competent to step in. That's fair. And that's obviously a question the Jets are going to need to consider and answer this upcoming offseason if indeed they're going to run it back with Aaron Rodgers. But as far as painting the head coach against the GM in this particular case, especially when I think the sort of prevailing thought or rumor or rumbling or those of us that have watched the Jets operate long enough through all these different regimes, GM, coach, quarterback, the one thing that remains is the owner. And if he's really the one pulling the strings at the top, I don't, it's hard for me to get on board with some sort of Robert Sala against Joe Douglas disconnect. So it's a fun thing to talk about. It's an easy takeaway after listening to that press conference or Zoom session with Sala and the media earlier on Monday as they finally announced this decision and this step away from Wilson turning to Tim Boyle with Trevor Simeon as the backup, by the way. He's going to be the number two Friday against Miami, which to me makes all the sense in the world. And again, I would have I would have had Simeon as the number one backed up by Boyle, but I get it. Boyle's been there. They brought him in. He went through training camp. He's been with the team all year. You give him the opportunity to get the first start after Zach Wilson. So it's a, it's a it's a juicy subject. It's one we've been on for weeks. And now that the Jets have finally essentially, you know, put up the white flag and bent the knee as far as Zach Wilson goes. We can pick apart every last little word that they're going to say. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.